Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Rob Watson here for another episode of Coach's Chat on Mile to Marathon Radio. Today, we are going to take some time to chat with the godfather himself, Coach Dylan Wikes. We're going to talk about his performance last year at the Ottawa 10K, where he won the Canadian Road 10K Championships. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I think it's a good listen. Always good to catch up with the man himself. So tune in and enjoy. Have yourself a good one. We're going to... Uh... I guess we're going to talk about some running, eh? Which eventually we'll talk some running. Yeah, like, all I want to do is, like, talk, obviously, because it's supposed to be Ottawa, but it'll kind of just be, like, a general chat about... We can talk about our epic 2011 performance at Ottawa Race Weekend. Oh, yeah. Was that 2011 and, where we, we were both just awful? It was 2011. I've, I've kind of moved that one to the back of my mind. I just remember because before that race, I watched Manchester United get pumped by Barcelona in the Champions League final. And it got to my head. <laughs> you were in a bad. You were in a bad place. I was in a bad place. Yes, absolutely. That was actually the one year that they ran. Is that the only year you did the ten k? Yep. Yep. They ran that weird course where it went like I think we went through Chinatown and Little Italy. It's kind of cool course, but that wasn't the typical course. That was like a one off for whatever reason. Yeah, because it usually just goes up and down the river, right? Eh? Yeah, that's why I ran so bad that year because you know I just didn't. Know the course. <laughs> It was hot that year, but like Byron was trying to like do something crazy, but then like they were also like like that 10k always brought like sick sick athletes. I think Murga was going for like the world record for 10k or something like that, and they yeah. went out like at like 26:45 pace. Insane. Some random dude. They, dude yeah, they always have really really fast really fast men and women in in for it. And yeah, it was. We definitely got spit at the back. I don't really think everyone never even had a sniff of what was going on there. And I guess that's your job now is to go and, uh, it yeah. must be super, super interesting seeing that back end side of things. It really is. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, d- different, different world altogether. You know, you think as an athlete, you have an idea of what's, what's happening on the other end, but, Never really, and never really had a good idea of it until now. So it's been, it was kind of. I, we didn't get to follow through with any any of it, obviously. But it was, uh, yeah, interesting to work with the agents and that sort of thing. Get trying to get like visas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had the visa letters ready, but then it all fell no pieces, way. So yeah. <laughs> it's 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 crazy, like being able to like see that back end, like the economy of road racing, and seeing like just like the budgets and what they bring in and like just all the moving parts. It's insane. Especially for like a big race like that. That's two nights. It's yeah. Yeah. It's the, some of the meetings I went to the uh, race committee meetings. It was like, there's so many people there. There's so much going on. There's like, everyone plays a part. It's like, it's such a huge production. It's really cool to, uh, to, to, to see that stuff from that end. You know, you've got like your, operations system they've got the whole like set up a little village and stuff it's cool yeah right on well I, I, yeah let's 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 start let's get into it let's talk about the ottawa race weekend which should have been it should have been this weekend coming up right yep it should have been uh tomorrow so we're talking here on friday so it should have been saturday and and sunday and you know i don't even think in ottawa you need a calendar to know when Auto race weekend is just like the first really hot weekend of the year. It's going to be like 
28 or something tomorrow people people would have just melted so that's what i was that's what i was gonna ask you i was like how's the weather and it, it has been cold like two weekends ago it snowed yep last weekend it was moderate and now this weekend it's scorching so i thought about race weekend for you for sure always a always interesting one everyone like it's it's such a great race and it's it's a fun race so a lot of people go yeah but it just for whatever reason ottawa's just scorching that weekend and obviously the format is the the, the saturday before well the saturday night is it's the 10k they got the big ass 10k and in the in the last couple of years it's been the canadian 10k championships which you won last year wow took it, took it home which was awesome I was just looking at the results, beating up on some younger guys, <laughs> taking down the Sun Run champion. So, but anyways, yeah, let's let's talk about. I mean, we've both had lots of experience at the. Have you ever run the Ottawa Marathon? You know what? I've never run the marathon. I, okay. I've only ever run the 10K. I think I've run the 10K four or five times, but never. Uh, yeah, never the marathon. You've run it a couple times, two or three. I think I've run the. I think I've run the marathon. I've run the marathon three times. Once on a whim twice planned once on a whim twice planned at least three times maybe yeah i think yeah for 2013 was on a whim and then 2014 and 15 was planned yes yes and that was always that was always my uh that was my cash grab for the year i love the event but it paid well too which was a nice bonus but i i, I did I, I always really really enjoyed that event and Manny and John were always a lot of fun to work with. Manny Rodriguez, who was the old elite athlete um, director, uh, he was great. Yeah, it's, it's just a fun, fun race. It's a really put on race. I think it's probably my favorite race weekend in Canada, um, all things in. And obviously, it starts off with the 10K, back to the yeah. 10K, which you won last year. So I, th I feel like when you won, it was like somewhat unexpected um it was awesome uh so you know heading into that race how did you decide you, you know you decided you were going to do it like how when did you decide you were going to go and crush the ottawa 10k last year uh yeah i think it's fair to say that it was a bit unexpected um well you had the sunrun champion of the world coming to town uh, yeah <laughs> that's right yeah, justin kent was in the race and i think i decided i would do it um it, it must have only been a month or so beforehand. And it was like, you know, it's, it, it's right down the road. So it would have been kind of silly to not do it. But I was in kind of a place with my running where it was like, I, I wasn't making as big of goals. And mm -hmm. there wasn't like stuff on the calendar that I had starred for like months and months in advance. So it was just kind of... Um, rolling with things a bit more and if stuff fit in i would you know i would do it and that's nice. that's that's kind of where ottawa fit in there yeah this is like the end of the year and it's like so when you're when you're a month out like so what was your fitness like a month out from the race before you got into your 10k training block for two and a half <laughs> weeks <laughs> like, what, what what had you been doing that was like you know what i'm gonna give this 10k a go like was it just based off volume and tempo or you know, what, what had your training been looked like structure wise in the early, early spring? Cause obviously yeah. you're in Ottawa and it's cold and snowy and. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had gotten into pretty good shape. It was kind of a thing where um, going back, I guess, to the fall of 2018, I, I trained for the uh, Canadian Cross Country Championships, which was in Kingston. So I put in a little block of training for that. And, and that was pretty good. And then I kind of used that uh, as a springboard to train for um, the Around the Bay 30K. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I did that, and that went, uh, that went pretty well. And so, yeah, I was, I was doing a lot of – I wasn't doing any, like, high-intensity stuff. It was, like, a, kind of a lot of tempo runs uh, all on my treadmill inside. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't even think I did that many long runs, even though I was training for a 30K. So, but I had, like, a good base of training. Um, I felt good. And then I think my – I think I actually had my, I was planning to do the uh, Canadian half marathon championships. Um, so maybe training was geared a bit more towards that than, than the 10 K, but I definitely put in a few workouts. I live like right by the course. So I put in a few workouts more or less on the course for the 10 K. And so that was kind of, uh, that was good. So I came into, you know, the quote uh, the, the training phase for, for to get ready for this pretty i was pretty fit but i don't think uh, I, i'm not surprised that no one would have had me on their uh you know their form chart beforehand actually i think there was it is like part of part of the um prize structure they had like this dream team kind of thing where they had I should know this now that I'm the elite coordinator because we were supposed to have it this year as well, but it, it, it's a bit of a complicated system. I might have to re revise it <laughs> for next year, but they had like uh, a group of uh, elites and they basically like draft, they had like two or three, maybe there's four team captains and then they drafted other elites onto their team. And that was, um, and then they it kind of like a cross country race between those people and they had prize money for that too, but I, I wasn't even considered for <laughs> that so it was uh I, I was a dark horse i guess you were a, you were a write in someone had to write in <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool that they do that i like that i like that i like yeah. that. Any, anytime you get like a, a cross country or thinking outside the box type of thing it was a fun format that uh that manny came up with that uh that i'll have to wrap my head around so i can more eloquently speak about it and execute it <laughs> next there you go. Next, next year well that'll be a takeaway from this chat notes yeah. um so I, I, you know what, honestly, I, I kind of, I forgot about the round the bay until you mentioned it. And I remember you ran well, you ran quite well around the bay. So clearly your base, you were strong and you had the ability to, you know, grind it out. So how do you fine tune? What did you do some from fine tuning to get yourself into 10 K shape? Cause obviously, you know, half marathons kind of more in that you're riding that threshold, but in a 10 K, you got to be a little bit sharper. You got to be speedier. You got to be getting down in some, some work that really stings. Um, so how did you make that transition? Because obviously also with that work, it's, 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 I just found out like the day, like I can go and crush a 30 K tempo run feeling pretty strong. But as soon as you do like some hard kilometer reps, you're, you're broken. So like, how did you, how did you transition to get that work in your legs? Yeah. To be honest, I, I didn't do much of that work at all. I think I, and I guess that was the thing with, with my training in kind of the, you know, six, eight, nine months leading up to, to that race is that nothing, nothing was super specific. And I think that was intentional, you know, Rich, uh, my longtime coach, Rich Lee is, was still like 
texted me workouts to do. And I think they're intentionally pretty generic and none of them like super high intensity just because I would, the likelihood of me getting injured <laughs> at this stage of the game is, is pretty high. So it, I think the approach was more, let's just stay healthy and be generally fit. And if you can, um, you know, get on a start line healthy, then that's, that's as important uh, as anything. Um, so that was, that was kind of the approach. I probably only ran sub three minute kilometers a handful of times in, in, in workouts leading up to that. But you know what? It, uh, I wasn't stressed about that. I didn't, you know, I think you'll, this will resonate with you and probably resonate with other people, but my approach to, to my training was, um, I mean, it had to be a bit more relaxed, but I think my, my mindset is just, was just different. Um, kind of after, well, I mean, if you go back, I guess 2016 is kind of like this, this is going way back, but I think it, that was kind of the last time when I viewed myself as like training to be my absolute best. Right. It's like, yeah. Up until that point, it was like it's kind of it's like this roller coaster of a, of a relationship with uh, with with running. But up until you know 2016, my my you know my my purpose and my, my focus was I I was always just like looking to improve and looking to be better and better and striving for for more and more. Um, and then you know I get to a certain point halfway through 2016 when I realize I'm not going to make the Olympics and um you know, I've just gone through years of injuries and illness and stuff and um, life is carrying on and I'm not probably not going to run any faster. And it's kind of, no one prepares you for, for that like point in, in your running career. And, you know, there's uh, certainly not in our sport or not, not for athletes who are, who are at our level. There's no, there's no real support system there. And, and so I kind of over months, uh, weeks and months come to this realization that, you know, it, I'm not going to be any better. I'm not going to achieve any more than I've already achieved. And it, it's a, it's a weird place to, to be in. And you kind of have to almost put that chapter to, to rest. And it was hard for me to like, I'd be interested in hearing your, I'll finish my thought, but I'll be interested to hear your ideas on this. Cause I didn't really like have very good closure on that stage of, of my running one, because I didn't, I didn't run a race. That was like my last race where it was like, here you go. This is it. I, I didn't, I didn't have a retirement announcement of, I don't, I don't think I'm important enough to, uh, for, for something like that to happen. So I think the the only thing that I remember is, uh, you know, I, I knew that it wasn't a reality that I could make the Olympic team again. But the CDC did this uh, this series, and it's kind of interesting now that I think back on it. But anyway, they did these profiles uh, celebrating people that failed to make the Olympics, which is, you know, so they featured me in in one of these uh, articles and it was just kind of like recounting, you know, basically my, my failures in the, in the, in the previous four years. And uh, 
Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was well written and it kind of celebrated like some of you know, the silver linings of things in there and stuff too. But that was like the moment, I think reading that article, um, it was probably in like May of 2016 was like th the moment. And I remember I just like sobbed for like 10 minutes afterwards. Like this, this is it. Um, but that was like good closure for me to, to like have that. I was like, okay. Um, I can try and put to rest the, this idea of, of being the, you know, the ultimate athlete that I thought myself to be. Uh, so that was good. But, but then I, I think typical of, of me maybe is I didn't do a good job of being like, okay, what's, what is running about for me now? I just mm -hmm. kind of at that stage of life, um, you know, I didn't throw all my running shoes in, in the, in the garbage. It's not like I was done with running. But I was like, family life was ramping up and I just went into like full on full time dad mode. Francine was deep into her postdoc at UBC and we were about to have a second kid. And, um, and I also threw myself into mile to marathon, like full on at that yeah. point. And so I, and I didn't use mile to marathon as like an outlet for my own running. It was like, it was, it was almost like this distraction. So I wasn't, so I never really gave myself the time to kind of like process, um, you know, what, what running was to me anymore. Um, and it took me a while. It, like it took me a couple years to figure out what running was. I remember I tried to get back to being competitive uh, in 2017, like a year later. And I kind of framed it as, oh, I, I'm just going to be focused on trying to make teams. So like the world half marathon championship team. And I think there was a Commonwealth games in 2018. So I was like, okay, I'm going to qualify, try and qualify for these teams and not be as focused on like my times, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't reconcile. Like I didn't, I wasn't putting in the same time and energy. I didn't have the same mental kind of focus that I did, you know, back in 2016 and prior. So I just couldn't, reconcile the results I was getting with the, with the effort that was going in. I think it was just too soon after I couldn't separate myself from that, from the athlete I used to be. Um, so, it, you know, I think I, I tried to start a marathon. I, I ran some decent half marathons in 2017 and then tried to start a marathon training cycle. And I just like, I just, I just canned it. And um, so, yeah, it took me a while till I could like, find a good place. And I was still, I kept fit. We would get out for our, our runs together. Cause we, you know, we lived, lived close by and you and, you know, we had some great business meeting runs and those kept me motivated. And uh, you and Tony would be training for stuff every now and again. So I would still get fit out there and keep fit, but I couldn't get into a good place where, where I felt like my running really made sense to me. Um, until we moved here to Ottawa in, in 2018. And I think it was just, I was far enough removed from where I was at, uh, you know, when I was really focused on high performance and I think just being in a new place and I had more, more times. I know this is an M to M podcast, but stepping away from uh, M to M in Vancouver, it just, I didn't start the group here in Ottawa for, six months or so till uh, I was after I was here. So just stepping away from that gave me some more space. And I just was, I just 
felt uh, kind of renewed in, in my own running. Um, yeah, and I, and I set some good goals, I think, uh, too, nice. that, that weren't all about times. It was just stuff I enjoyed. The cross country that I mentioned previously was like the first one that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And you know what? I, it's in Kingston, my hometown. I just want to do it to be a part of it and to participate. I didn't think about the times I was going to run. I, didn't, I had no idea what place I was aiming to come in the race. And um, so that was the first one. And then uh, the 30K, around the Bay 30K was kind of the next thing. And it was a distance I'd never run. So I didn't, I, I didn't know what a good, I didn't really care what a good time was. I was just going there to compete. I was like, ah, oh, this, maybe this is a race where I can do pretty well. And I'm just mm -hmm. going to try and place as high as I, as I can. So um, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, Rob, but I love it. I, dude, it's, it's, it's a, you know what? It's, 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 I'm really enjoying listening to this because a lot of this does resonate with me, with anybody who's had to make that transition out of being this elite high performing athlete. And then that's gone. Right. And it's, it's not as easy as snapping your fingers and all of a sudden, Hey, this is the rest of my life or this is what it is now. Right. Or like, and like you were saying, like running was still going to play a part in your life, but it's just, how now like and, and what that looks like and I went through I went through the exact same thing because for so long my identity my identity my purpose was like running like I like I structured my life around running for so many years like I moved to Vancouver to run I would go on my training camps I didn't date I didn't do anything because I needed to focus on my running and like running was all I wanted to do all I wanted to do was run fast and I really enjoyed it and I, I learned a lot and I grew a lot and I experienced a shit ton of cool things during that process. And, and I'm so thankful for it, but yeah, even like, like you, I, I didn't get that closure or like that, like that, like peak, right. It's like, yeah. it's all building up towards this. It's all building up towards this. This is going to be such a great story. And then I go to Ottawa. I mean, sorry, then I go to London in 2016 and I suck and, and it's over. Right. Yeah. And I'm here and they talking about my own personal experience. I'm there 10 miles in the London marathon and I know everything I've dreamed about is not going to happen. And that sucked so bad. This is my third Olympic team that I failed to make. And I was just like, and I, like, that was like some of the darkest running I've ever had. And, but like by the end of the race, I was like, whatever, cool. This is, and then I had, it, but yeah, the process and the stuff that comes along with it. And just like the realization that like, the journey's over and like even thinking like physically, physically, maybe I could keep doing this. Maybe I could keep doing this, but emotionally and mentally, like, I don't, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, I don't want to have my life on pause. Like, and I'd started dating Genevieve by this time and, you know, and just starting to think of, because of like in our thirties, our early thirties, 33, 34, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, going to have to start trying to like think about beyond this running thing. I don't want to look beyond this running thing, but it's just, it's just, what's going to have to happen. I don't think I have the mental capacity to stay on this grind for four more years. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of, you know, it's just like, so yeah. And, and it was super hard and like, but also staying in the run scene and also but like people, I, I mean, there's the personal things, but there's like, you're known as like the fast guy, the fast guy, the fast guy, every time you show up to a race, Oh, are you going to win? Are you going to win? And like, it feels weird being like, I'm not that guy anymore. Like I'm not like you feel like a dick kind of being like, no, yeah. I'm not going to win. But like, 
I don't want these expectations put on me. I don't want these, these like, like, so if you don't win, like you say, say you come, you do a race and, and you're doing it and you come third place and people are like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, maybe you'll win next time. It's like, I had fun, right? 100%, 100%. And I guess, yeah, I guess that's why I went down that trail was to like try and set the scene for, for my mindset once I kind of returned to more serious racing and, you know, in 2018 and 2019 and some people probably viewed it as oh you know dylan's back he's making a comeback or whatever maybe people didn't care i don't know but regardless it's like for me it wasn't it wasn't coming from the same place i was just i was feeling good i was enjoying my running and like you know heading into the race i didn't i didn't know who was on the start list it didn't really matter to me I was just like I knew what time the race started at and I was gonna show up and (laughs) and do my best whereas you know past version of myself would would, you know be obsessing over those start lists and be thinking about how fast I'm gonna try and run through 5k and stuff like that um and so it's it's challenging though man because part of the mind part of the reason why you were so good when you were good is you had that mindset of just being super serious and like being on top of those little things. So it's like, how do you find that balance? Being like, this is important and I need to take care of those things because that's why I was good in the first place versus like, now this is a negative energy kind of. And totally. So even, even balancing that, that is, like I'm finding, I still have a hard time doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what, what, I, it, what I was kind of going through, like I said, in like 2017 when I was trying to race seriously. It's just like, I, you know, we had the family and M to M and there, there wasn't the place to have that kind of uh, all of those extra elements of, of like the really high performance side of like what made me a good runner being part of my life. It just like takes up more energy than you realize. But then as you say as well, also, also realizing that you can, you can still do it and, and enjoy it without having to be that focused. And I think that's where I was at um, last year, kind of racing around the bay and then and then heading into to the uh, Ottawa 10K. It was like, I just, I was healthy and enjoying doing workouts and they weren't that specific to anything in particular, but I was just like, I was out there knocking them out and yep. it was, it was, I was having fun. Dude, the most fun I've had, Maybe like maybe the most fun I've ever had in well the most fun I ever had in a race was probably Boston, but up there is is the first half last year when one hundred percent when Tony and yourself and I just went out there and went one two three and that was a great I had so much fun in, during that race a because I was like huh I'm fitter than I thought I was gonna be and I'm just rolling with the dudes and and, and that was great right and that's and that's like that that momentum builder and like and that's like thinking back to like. 2013 rob i'd be like oh i ran 67 minutes what the hell like what 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 am i doing but like now i was like that was so great i loved that and yeah and and like it's 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 harnessing that positive energy and looking at it more than just numbers or times right and just being able to roll with that momentum because that was early in the year and then you you took that and then you went to around the bay and then you took that and you went to ottawa so you had you had a very successful fall i mean sorry spring spring yeah yeah. And that was my, I've had the exact same uh, kind of mindset and thoughts on, on first half. It was like, it, I, I won. Uh, I had an awesome time running with my buds and we like, we, we were rolling together. Um, 
but it was my, I was probably my slowest first half, but I mean, it did, it didn't matter in the past. That would have yeah. like, that would have bummed me out and I would have looked at all the things that it could have done better, but it, that was, I had no idea. I think what the time was, it was like one Oh six something. Yeah. I, it, it was, it was irrelevant. It was more about just being out there and, not having those expectations yeah and I, I i i still i still have a hard time with my own ego when like people like last year you know i won seaweeds and i ran 69 minutes and people are like how fast did you run i'm like 69 minutes but and i'm like like people don't they don't they don't know they don't, you don't need to call a 63 yeah. and a 69 you don't need like, to qualify it but you've got it it's like what there's so it takes a while to to realize that that for the, yeah. for the most part, it's not important to, you know, that extra 1% that you looked for for so long isn't necessarily what, what you need anymore. The ego is a hell of a thing to deal with. And it's, it's super important to get to a certain level, but it can also be really, really hard to control and wrap your head around. Because you need to have that ego to get you at the door. You need to have that ego to race hard. You need to have that ego to like, you know, just get the most out of yourself. But then it can also at the same time, just pride can bring you down and, and put you in a negative mindset. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, a, and there's, it's a challenging balance. Totally. And I mean, there's all things like you, you know, you get worried about like fear of failure and just having the confidence to, to like go out and out there and, and perform at a level you think you have to. And that stuff can like, that stuff can eat, eat at you um, when you're like really pushing the boundaries um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's hard to, it's hard to set aside, but um, it's, it's nice when you can. And I feel like I was in a place where, where I could for, uh, for that Ottawa 10K. Do you ever find yourself like, you know, when, when you start getting into some momentum and you're really enjoying it and you're having a good time and things are going really well, but then it starts to kind of creep back into like that, like, now I need to sleep more now. And, and it's like almost you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to be back there. Like, I don't want to be back with this taking over my life, but you find that you're getting that momentum and you're starting to like, okay, maybe if I give it a little bit more, I can do this a little bit more. I can do this, but you don't necessarily want to be there. Um, you find your, did you find yourself yeah. hitting that point? Yeah, uh, 100%. And I probably didn't get to that point until uh, recently until after the Ottawa 10K, it was like up until then, it, I, I was like feeling good and, it, but I wasn't like trying to reach for more. I wasn't looking at my workouts and saying, oh, but you know, if I do these two seconds per K faster, I could, I could be there. But yeah, I mean, that, that often happens because it feels good to run fast. And you, mm-hmm. you know, having been at that place where you know how to run really, really fast and the things you have to do, it can creep back in. But um, I'm lucky to have, in some ways, I'm lucky to have so much else going on right now in life that like, it's, it's hard to fit in an an extra 20 miles a week because of of other commitments with, uh, with the family and I, and sometimes and with work, obviously, as well with M to M. Um, And I just want, I just don't want that as as a priority anymore it's like uh but it's hard it's it's hard to you kind of have to push down the temptation like you say to to like it's almost like a a switch that that flips in in your mind and then you start um 
doing things uh, a certain way and then it becomes a bit uh, a bit all-consuming but it just you just have to uh, appreciate having a bit more balance and and kind of prioritizing the other things and being okay with with you know with that uh, setup yeah there's been there's been a couple of times I've always been like uh, that's it moving to Flagstaff <laughs> like I'm out here yeah but uh, but it's yeah it's it's an interesting and I'm I'm so actually very very thankful that my Alta marathon was ramping up during this it was a really nice transition and place to put energy that you that like it was like because I find that we're both super lucky that we found a passion in our lives and we were able to put our energy towards that with our running. And then to be able to transition from that to be like, I really, really like coaching too. This is great. And now I can throw my energy into that. Just having an outlet for that energy in a positive way has been, I've been so thankful for it. And like you were saying, like mile to marathon, a lot of it came from us going on runs and talking about, you know, and like things that we could do and just, and that's where a lot of it came from. So there was interesting transition from, you know, as the, the role mile to marathon played a and growing it. And then B just like something that reinvigorated me with my own personal running was seeing athletes and dealing with athletes and like having these people I coach and knowing what they do in their daily lives and how hard they work and like the joys they get from it. It really helped reframe my own running. And it also helped like, like a lot of like, you know, preconceived notions or whatever I had about like other athletes. It's like, these people are kick-ass athletes and they work hard and, and I was able to really just find a different like angle on looking at running and finding joy from it and finding expectations and, and managing expectations and what's possible versus, you know, it's like, all right, well, these people can run four days a week and they can hit these goals and work their asses off. And it's, it's fantastic. It's great. So why can't I do the same? Um, yeah. Open my way. eyes. Like, cause we are in a world, you know, where you really only ever interacted with other elite athletes who had a very similar mindset, a very similar purpose. Uh, and like you'd maybe you'd see other, I wouldn't even think about, uh, you know, a, a recreational runners, what, what their purpose was in their running and why they're out there and how much they're training and what motivated them. Uh, honestly, it didn't cross my mind until, you know, probably after the 2012 Olympics, but amazing, like the energy and the motivation that you can draw from all the athletes that, that we work with is yeah. super inspiring. That community has saved my running. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to, after that little aside, back to uh, Ottawa. 10K. Hell yeah. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're, we're going to talk about. talking about, right? <laughs> um, so you had a you had a good you had a good spring because you you won the first half you ran well at around the bay and then you and then you set your sights on the Ottawa half. So I mentioned earlier on it probably wasn't very fair, but like you know saying it was it was upsetting it was a shock it was like a surprise. In your own mind, heading in like you you talked to, like did you have some goals? Uh, obviously, you had to have goals. So what did the goals of the race look like? Yeah, I, I really just wanted to go out and, and compete. And you know what? I was feeling good. Like I said, I wasn't doing workouts that were telling me I was going to run a certain time, but I felt good. I felt fit and healthy. And I figured with my years of experience that I could just run with the lead pack, hopefully, or the lead pack of Canadians. Um, and not knowing like who is in going to be in the race, I just kind of, 
felt fine saying that, well, maybe there's some guys that are way fitter than me and, and I'll just have to settle for, you know, competing for a lesser spot, but it was really just all about, all about competing and, and going out there and, and trying to get the most out of myself. So it's like, you know, maybe that's a bit of a wishy-washy answer. Do it, did I think I could run maybe 29.45 or 29.30? I don't, I don't, I don't actually recall. I probably thought I could run under 30 minutes and yeah. um, on, on a good day, I'd be competitive top, top 10, maybe top five with being in that sort of shape mm-hmm. he- heading into a typical Canadian 10 K champs. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the, that's the goal for where you were at at the time. Right. And like, it's the kind of, you're talking before and then not as specific, but it's like having like that general goal is, important competing competing is what it's all about at the end of the day anyway it's just getting stuck in and going um so on this race and it's interesting because canada has reloaded with a with a really strong group of younger guys um and if i went to a race i couldn't i couldn't tell you who they were i would know i would know the names but i don't know what they look like (laughs) so you're on the start line and and like there's this younger crop of really strong runners there obviously you know justin's really good but then you have people like balstrini and i think connor black was in that race and, and phil who's run a great half since like so these are some young strong runners i mean i know what they all look like now but like you know if i were to run if i were to have been on that start line in ottawa I'd be like i don't know where these people are and i'm just in it he won the sun run so i'm gonna run with him um so the gun goes off at that race um how did the how did the first couple of kilometers go because i saw i looked at the splits and you guys were together for a big chunk of that race yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what you say and how you, how you frame that was, was exactly my mindset. I kind of rolled up to the, um, to the start of the race. I jogged from home. It's like, it's literally like <laughs> I, I had a bat, one of those string, like spike bag thing. Spike bag, yep. I loaded it up with, with my racing flats and, and jogged, 3k down the down the road to the start line and i rolled up and i was uh you know i recognized some of my old buddies um like rajon and a few other guys uh i knew justin but some of the other guys i was like i don't i don't actually know who these guys are but this is great and and we got into the into the first few k and um that was that was kind of my thinking i looked around i was like I don't, I don't know some of these guys, Justin's here. I figured at that point, Justin was the favorite because he, he had won the sun run. Um, and he was, he kind of had command of, of the lead pack in in the first few K and I was like, well, I, I wasn't feeling great, but I was feeling okay. I was like, I should, I should help Justin out here, uh, push the pace, maybe get rid of some of these guys. Some of these guys are like, I don't, I don't know who yeah. these guys are. Yeah. They sh- <laughs> maybe they shouldn't be in this lead pack. Let's try and let's try and string it out of it. Um, so I think at about three K uh, I took the lead and I tried to try to push for a little bit, but I didn't feel great. I had the lead and Justin was kind of on my shoulder. Um, we weren't dropping anyone. I wasn't running any faster than, than, than we had in the first um, kilometer or two. So at that point I was, I was kind of like, Ooh, this might be, this might be a long day, but I, I you know, I felt, I felt okay. I think mm-hmm. all, all Ottawa 10 K experiences um, it's, it's usually like the first hot weekend 
it, it, it was kind of warm. Uh, I wasn't feeling great. So I just had to kind of buckle down. And um, I mean, I was in the lead pack leading the, leading the Canadian, sorry, the, I, I forget about the actual lead of the race, but it's a fantastic international field. And, and I'm just focused on the Canadian guys. I'm in the lead pack of the Canadian guys. And um, yeah, just trying to string things out with the intention of, you know, thinking that Justin is going to run away with the thing and I can maybe place high, higher, uh, high up because uh, uh, I've taken something out of the other guys in the race. Yeah. I, I find like, 10Ks are interesting because, yeah, you'll be with that pack and then, like, you'll go to – like, 3K is – you got to make a big move to drop anybody at 3K. You can't mm-hmm. go from, like, all right, we were just running a 258K. I'm going to go over on a 256K. You're not doing anything. you got to be like, all right, I'm going to go drop a two 250s. Like, you got to, like – you got to, like – you got to – even if you drop a 250 and you drop them by five seconds, like, they're still there and there's 6K to go <laughs> to make up a second, you know? So you have to make a big move early on or it's like a, that sustained. So yeah, the tactics of a 10K are challenging and I've been, I've been guilty. I did that in the sun run a couple of times. I'm like, I'm going to take the lead and drop people and then you just settle into a pace and you're like, all right, well, now I'm just doing all the work. I'm just folding the cows. So you guys came through 5K, everyone together, right about 15 flat, 14. I think you were 14.57 and then the guys went from 58 to 59. Um, so when did bodies start to be dropping off? And obviously like I find in, I find in a 10 K around six, seven, eight, it starts to questions are starting to be asked. And this is when you can start dropping fools. Yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah. There was a group of probably five of us through, through five K, maybe six of us. And then shortly after that, um, there's a kind of a, you go up over bridge and then, and then down the other side and, on the downhill, Phil started um, asserting himself in the race and kind of uh, took over and started pushing things a little bit. And I think Justin was was right there with him, kind of stuck on his shoulder. And I was, I was, I felt, you know, it's like the when you've I've been leading for the last little while, and you're and you're kind of really sharp and really focused, and then you uh you, when you kind of relinquish the lead it just instantly gets harder yep. it's like you you kind of maybe let off that that kind of mental focus a little bit and the the pace i don't think changed at all like we pretty much ran three minute per k the whole way maybe a little faster at the start and and a little faster at the, at the finish and but um it just felt instantly harder when when phil went to the front and uh i think it, other guys felt that too because uh around six between six and seven i think balestrini and connor black fell off um and i was fighting to to hang to hang in there but you know those guys falling off kind of gave me uh the motivation i needed to like okay stick with it there's another guy just uh yeah just try and just try and hang in there so that was that that was kind of how things started to to draw out and at at what point were you like I'm in it for, I'm in this for the win now. You know what? If From once it got down to the three of us, I, I still in my mind was like hand in the wind to Justin. It's like, <laughs> well, obviously this guy who is, is a, you know, he's a like sub four minute or maybe if he hasn't run a sub four minute mile, he's run the equivalent for 1500 anyways. Yeah. And within the last year, I did that 20 years ago. Or something. <laughs> so I, I think I was still still handing it to Justin, but uh, the, 
same sort of the the next two k or so kind of played out the same seven to eight k phil kind of pushing justin seemingly looking great and 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 me feeling awful but but trying to hang in there um and then with about a mile to go uh i saw my family got got a big boost oh nice it, it, the course was kind of like from six to eight K pretty quiet, like not a lot of people. And then you start getting into, to the crowds. I saw, um, uh, Matt McGinnis, who's, uh, if people flash from, from the past, uh, good marathoner back in, uh, 2008, who I get together with, uh, for beers with every once in a while, saw him on the, on the side of the course and was like, okay, I gotta stick, you know, stick this out. Saw a few other people. Um, and then saw, saw Francine and the girls and my dad was actually up that weekend. So, uh, saw them and was like, just, I was super focused, but that was like a nice little, nice little boost. Um, and, and then actually just after that, Justin, uh, fell off the pace a little bit, like to, to my surprise. Um, and I think it took me, you know, a few seconds to, to realize, okay, Justin's kind of, out the back door here. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my opportunity. And at that point you kind of, you stop thinking about how I, I spent, you know, two or three K prior to that thinking about how hard it was and how bad I felt. And then almost in that instant that Justin falls off the pace, uh, I'm thinking about, okay, can I win this thing? And, and how, <laughs> how am I going to win it? So it's, it's amazing how the mind can, uh, can, can take over there. Oh, it is. And I, I, it was interesting when you had your chat with Hutch um, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about like the, the mystery of the mind and how it works in situations like that and the mind of an athlete. And it's exactly, you, you, you can pull strengths from other people's weaknesses <laughs> in times. Like I was something I would always do. Like I always, my racing strategy was always just like break them before they can break me. Like that was, that's how I raced. And that's why it was like that, this whole fade from the front thing, which was literally, yeah. that's what it was. It's like, Oh, I'm, I know I'm going to blow up, but I hope they blow up first. So let's <laughs> do this. And, and it was like a 10 success, 10% success rate maybe. Um, but yeah. So you get this surge and, and so, but then Phil's still there. So Phil's how do you, do you, yeah. And Phil's, Phil's, Phil's been pushing, Phil's been putting in some work. So, you know, now, uh, and so what is it, what, what is your plan of attack there? Yeah, I think uh, I kind of, for the next three or 400 meters was just kind of hanging in, thinking about, okay, when can I, when can I make this move? How do I win this? And then uh, the crowds kind of get thicker and I got really excited there. There was a big cheer squad, um, OCRC, Ottawa Ott City Run Club, I think it's called. Big crew um, here in Ottawa. They were, they were at about a K to go and I just got some adrenaline from that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it, and I put in a move, and I got maybe a, a little bit of a gap on Phil, and then it kind of the the like finishing K or so is a, is just a long walk, so it's just in theory it's a straight shot, but it kind of meanders like goes around a few curves and. After I made that move, about 20 seconds later, I was like, oh, man, I went too soon. I'm going I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna to die. Um, I can't hold this to the, to, all the way to the finish. So I, I actually let off the gas a little bit. Like, I wasn't, Phil wasn't any farther behind me. Than, uh, and he, he started to come back. I was like, okay, 
let him come back and he came back and went past me. So it's kind of this nice, like this yep. back and forth. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm toast. I made that move too soon. He got maybe 10 meters ahead of me. And, and then I just kind of flipped the switch. It's like, no, 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 they, you, you can, you can do this, suck it up, get, give it another go. So just dug, dug deep for, for one last move. And this was going back to like tactics that from like high school cross country. It's, mm-hmm. it, was, it was so fun, man. I'm just like, so I, I, I you know I put in a, a surge to catch back up to him and just kind of like sit on him for a couple of seconds and then pull out and, and gave it one last go with like 200 to go. And I don't know, the old legs. <laughs> Dude, like a lot of the tactics and like just being in a race. It's something it so fun. It's and it's it's something we we talked about before. It's like maybe we took it for granted when we were in it before, and and then you get that opportunity to do that again. And 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 like you're saying, like you're just like, you know, when you go a little soon, so you oh you have to reload and like and then and then you know you're thinking about what they might be thinking and like you're trying to play games. Like okay, I'll let them get a little bit ahead and then I'll pull it beside them and break their and then and then you go and and those tactics are so much fun. So you cross the finish line and win the dang thing. Um, you do a little celebration. Um, what's your, what's your thought process there? Yeah. I, How does uh, it feel? How good does it feel? I was hurting so much. Uh, <laughs> like True. I hadn't sprinted that hard in years, years and years. So I, uh, uh, yeah, I think I, ra- I raised my arms when I crossed the line. I was, I was pumped. Like I knew kind of a hundred meters out that I was going to, that was going to win it. So, uh, I was really excited, but then cross the finish line and I was, uh, within a few seconds, I was dry heaving cause I had, nice. I had gone to the well, I didn't puke, but, uh, it was as close as I'd been to puking, um, in a long time. So yeah, that was, uh, but it was, it was a fun feeling to, <laughs> to go, to go to that place. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, Oh man, this is, it's, it's nice to be able to push yourself that hard. Yeah. And, and, and want to push yourself that hard, right? Because, yeah, it's, it's – uh, did your hamstrings just completely seize up also and you just kind of tipped over? Oh, yeah. I was, I was useless. I wasn't moving very well after that. <laughs> you don't need to. Do you even do – did you even do a cool down after that? I, I did do a cool down, Rob. I had to jog home. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> after the, actually, funny, funny with that was uh, – that I obviously had to do um, drug testing afterwards at being at Canadian championships and thankful yep. for, for athletics Canada and, and the Ottawa race and everyone for, for doing a really good job, making sure there's good drug testing. Um, but it took me, it took me forever to, to produce a sample. And I had actually, I had I didn't have the expectation of, of winning this race. So I had invited a bunch of people over to our house for, for a party. You should have brought the brought the drug testing people with you. <laughs> I should have. So it was like, and and I kind of like vaguely mentioned this to Francine. We had had a busy weekend, and she she ran the five k before, so we were kind of like scattered all over the place. And she she's texting me. She's like, "How many people are you expecting to be here at this party? Because people keep showing up, and and I'm not actually there." Um, but eventually, uh, I uh, uh, I did in the cup for the uh for the fine folks at the ccs and uh yeah a very very slow 3k jog jog home from there (laughs) oh the post the post drug test 
cool down is the worst. Oh man. Well, that's, I mean, that's a huge, so after that race and you win, you go home and have your party with your friends eventually. Um, where's your mind? Where's your head? You know, I was, uh, I was definitely excited, but I think at the same time I was like still trying to downplay things and not, Mm -hmm not get into the mindset like we talked about before of being like okay what if i do this and this and this now like how good a shape can i get into i i really just tried to view it as like this was a great opportunity uh nice you you know it was like maybe and you know i continue to try to downplay things wasn't the strongest field in the world my time wasn't like super fast so it was it, it was just a good day for me and i should be excited about that and 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 move on but there's still there you know there's still the inkling of i, I was super excited i haven't won yep. any canadian championships in in my in my time i've probably only won one or two others so it was it was it was cool and it was fun it was fun to uh, but i just kind of tried to leave it as that experience it was fun to share with my family and have have the kids there and stuff and actually the the, the best story uh about that is that uh, I was in the paper uh, the next day or, or, or day or two later and um, Sasha's kindergarten teachers recognized me. So they, uh, they, they had the, the paper and they, they brought it and they had asked Sasha if she wanted to say anything to the class about her, her dad winning the race. And so apparently she went up in front of the class and all she had to say was, uh, my dad had to pee in a cup and he was late for the party. because she was like and it was amazing because it was like i mean she was probably excited that i won the race maybe not she didn't she didn't care she was like she was more excited about the party we were having afterwards because she got to stay up late and she was pissed because uh i was i was late for the party because i was peeing in a cup you leave it to the kids to keep you humble right you know place (laughs) don't let that head get too big Yeah. Oh, man. And that's, it, I love that. Um, and um, like, did you, but you, you gave yourself time to just appreciate the win because like you were saying before, like when we were in our careers, it was like, we'd always be looking to the next thing. Always be looking to the next thing. The wins are expected. So you don't really spend too much time, you know, enjoying them. But then later on, you'd like, you know, this is a cool thing. Let's enjoy this a little bit. And, you know, you know, you didn't think you might've had a chance to win another Canadian championship, which was really cool. So yeah. enjoying that win. And, and, and cause I, we were following it from here in Vancouver. And I think a lot of people were very pleasantly surprised to see the result. It's like, Oh shit, Dylan won the damn thing. That's amazing. And <laughs> we have our little text and our text groups and things like that. And it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was a big win for, you know, the whole mile of marathon family. We were stoked. Yeah. I think I remember that. I think I remember checking the Slack channel uh, later on that night or the next day. And, and Tony was like, I, I think I just saw Dylan win. Like I'm, I'm imagining how he typed it out. It was like, kind of like, is this right? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, man, that was, that was a good day. And it's a shame that the race isn't happening this year because it should have been tomorrow night. Yeah you would have been wearing a very, very different hat this year. I'm assuming they wouldn't have let you race. Um, well, it, was, it was funny because the, the race director at, at initially um, thought I wanted to. And I was like, I don't, 
I can't, like you say, I was going to be wearing a, a different, different hat. And I really wanted to put all my energies into, into being the elite coordinator. So I couldn't like, I, I couldn't have imagined like flipping, flipping that switch and ha handing over the, 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 the headset and the walkie talkie, uh, like moments before the start line. So yeah, the plan this year was to, uh, was to fully be there as the, as the elite coordinator, make sure um things things were going smooth for people and yeah it's it's definitely sad that it's uh that it's not happening such a such a great event and a great mm -hmm. uh group of people that are that are behind it that uh it it's it's going to be a weird weekend without it this was probably going to be the busiest of, of my year and now it's uh, a little less so so i guess that's okay but um hopefully we'll be back next year yeah, absolutely. It always it was always yeah, it was nice to go down to the byword market afterwards because like that that Saturday Saturday evening ten k is so good for the after party because the Sunday so morning races are you go have brunch and you go to bed because <laughs> you woke up so early. But a Saturday Saturday night race is on point for that. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat about the race, but also I I really enjoyed this hearing more than the race. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, so. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with that. And with that, I think that, um, you know, we're over an hour. So I hope Just the people, walk. I hope the people can have some good takeaways from that. Totally. Yeah. Our hour of waffling along. It's good. Thanks buddy. That's what we do. Thank you so much. I'm going to, I'm going to pause this recording here.